Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that is not about gardening or growing marijuana. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is a show about how to get through life while living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm sure glad you're here. New episodes of the podcast drop every Friday. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things. Head over to the website to read our blog, which comes out every other Monday, blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. On the website, be sure you subscribe to our newsletter, and there, download your free art print. There's also a spot to send me a message with any prayer requests, questions, or ideas for a new episode that you would like to hear about. Thanks for joining us. Now on to the show. Are you in a place that you need comfort? Or do you need encouragement today about something going on in your life or in your heart? A relational struggle or a work struggle or a family struggle and you're feeling just kind of overwhelmed. And you need somebody to encourage you, to comfort you, to provide you with just a little bit of some positivity that you can hold on to to help get you through your day. Let me ask you a question. If you need comfort and encouragement, have you gone to God? And I'm not talking about have you yelled in frustration at the sky, you know, crying out his name and, you know, this is happening, will you do something? But have you actually gone somewhere, whether it's just even in your bathroom while you're doing your hair or standing in the coat closet for a couple seconds, shutting yourself in there while you're getting your coats and the kids are out in the hallway screaming? Have you, with purpose and intention, Ask God to comfort you or encourage you. If you haven't, today's episode is going to hopefully help you to find some practical steps and encouragement to be able to start trusting God to give you the comfort and encouragement that you need for the situations that you face. So I have a wonderful blended family. My son is almost 20 and he moved out, oh, I don't know, maybe four months ago. We still have a daughter at home, um, besides our, our little tiny one, but we have a, a daughter that here recently turned 18 and, you know, she is in her senior year of high school and she is just got a lot going on. I don't know about your kids, but our kids, uh, both probably starting from about 16 on, got jobs. And both of our kids really thrived in an environment where they were working and they worked, they worked more than your average teen did. But our daughter has got, with the whole COVID stuff, she's got online school, she's got uh, concurrent, so that means she goes to some college classes that are actually at the college, and then she is working, and she is learning to, she's here going to get her driver's license the next week or so, 
She's also trying to be active in church. So she's got all these different pressures along with just growing up, being 18. And so sometimes, even though she's not little in the sense of she's not elementary or, you know, she's a young woman, but she's not little anymore. She's in the throes and the transitions of becoming a young adult. And so from time to time, she will just find me in the house. She'll seek me out. She'll find me and she will wrap her arms around me and she will lay her head on my chest and I will just stop everything I'm doing right there. Even if I have laundry in my hands, I'll put it down. Or if I have the baby in my arms, I will put the baby down and we will just stand there and I will hold her. Hug her in the hallway, on the stairs, the front porch, in the kitchen, wherever it might be that she's found me. And there is usually not any words that are spoken. It's usually just the quiet presence of her seeking me out and me knowing as her mom, she's needing comfort. And comfort can come many different ways, one of which is just feeling that someone is being attentive to your needs, not that they are giving you advice or chastising you or telling you something you need to do, but that they're just there and they've got their arms around you. And that action, that putting everything aside and holding on to you, is so much more powerful than a whole lot of words. And it tends to make you feel like it's going to be okay. It's all right. I can take the next step. I can go face whatever it is you need to face. And the thing is that I want to point out in that story is that A, my daughter is seeking me out. She's finding me. She's not feeling overwhelmed with life and sitting up in her room crying and pouting in the corner because I didn't know that she was overwhelmed with life and needed comfort. She's coming and seeking me out. And I, as her imperfect human mom, am realizing she needs comfort. And so I drop what I'm doing and I stand there and I comfort her. Or when she has a fear or when she has a, a problem or something she's struggling with, she comes and she seeks me out. And then I can respond to whatever situation she's going through. So if we put this um, these steps and this perspective of this story into a spiritual format where we're putting it in the context of God, we have to learn to receive comfort from God because it is different than comfort from a human. It's different in a lot of ways that can make us feel uncomfortable such as God's invisible and it doesn't feel like it works all the time. And there's, you know, um, 
it just, you know, it's, it's easier to go and find somebody to try and comfort you that you can see and feel and hear and touch. But receiving comfort from God is so much more valuable than receiving comfort from humans. And receiving comfort from other people is really helpful. So if it's really helpful to get comfort from other people, then imagine how much more sustaining and life-giving the comfort that God wants to give us is and could be, but we have to do our part. And our part is learning to receive comfort from God. Part of receiving comfort is implying that you have a relationship or a closeness where you trust that whoever you're seeking comfort from is going to give it. And if you've been hurt when you have tried to seek comfort or you've had a need, then it becomes harder for you to trust, you know, to find comfort from other people. And it could be it's harder for you to trust receiving comfort from God. But again, we we make up all these reasons why we can't trust God or why it's too hard or why there's all these reasons that, you know, it, it, whatever scripture contradicts itself or why would he do that? Or we worry and we fret about all the stuff that isn't, isn't ours to worry and fret about. And all that it's doing is leading us into a life and patterns of behavior and coping mechanisms that exclude us from the freedom that we have available to us in Christ. The point is, regardless of how you feel, God wants to comfort you. Regardless of how you feel, He will comfort you. But you have to act. You have to, as it says, in Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Well, how does he do that? Yes, he can miraculously come to us, but how is that a relationship? Do you expect people to just, you know, that, that nobody ever comes to you and then you just, you know, you're just friends? No, you have to put the effort in. You seek people out. You learn to date your your uh, spouse that you have or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You are dating them. You are pursuing them. You're in relationship with your children. You're in relationship with your family. You're in relationship with whatever friends you have. And you don't just not ever pursue them, not ever call them. So why do we do different with God and then get frustrated that it doesn't work? We just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. We need to be persistent. We need to stop saying, "And God, you didn't do this, so I'm just done. I'm not doing this. You don't comfort me. This is silly. I can't, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't. Be persistent. Because the truth is, God does. His word says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. It says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, 
Come to me, all you who are weary and you who are burdened. I will give you rest. Okay, it says, come to me. That is a choice you have to make. Come to the Father. Believe the truth about what Scripture says about who God is and about what God does. God will give you rest. He will heal your broken heart. He will bind your wounds. In John 6.35, it says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And of course, this isn't meaning in the physical tense. This is meaning in the spiritual sense. And if we put that in the context of what comfort is, comfort is more of that sense of refreshment versus our circumstances changing. So if we, if we put it in that perspective, God giving us comfort isn't necessarily Him changing our circumstances. And I would even be willing to pose a bet that it's most often not Him changing our circumstances. Comfort is God refreshing our soul, strengthening our resolve, and giving us that supernatural push to be able to trust him stronger again and continue to walk out to whatever he's called us. So my encouragement for you today is come to him. Learn to be comforted by God. God has so much love for you. And as long as you keep him at arm's length, you're not going to experience the love and the tenderness and the intentionality that he has towards you personally all the time that is available to you whenever you need it. So I want to encourage you, pursue coming to the Lord over and over and over and over again because he will comfort you. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care and God bless.